Hi, and welcome to the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson, the podcast designed to give you all the financial advice you'll ever need. This is episode 39, where we're going to explore your options if you're planning to retire in 2021. That's coming up in moments. But also in our previous episodes, we've covered mortgages, insurances, pensions, investments, health to buy schemes, and loads more. You name it, we've done it pretty much. So if you have a general financial query, first place to look is probably our back catalogue. Search the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson on Apple or wherever you get your podcast, and you'll find us there. An enormous resource, all available for free. Find our previous shows after listening to this one and have a binge on what you need. While you're there, if you could rate and review us, for instance, if you could tell us what we need to address to help you out and follow the show. And then that way you'll get that episode when we record it next time. I'm John Ellis and with me as always, the star of the show, Phil Anderson. Hi, Phil. Hi, John. How are you? I'm all right. It feels a little bit weird because we don't have a guest. We've had a guest the last few podcasts. No, we've had a, had <laughs> a few guests just, on lately. Yeah, it's back to just you and me again. So yeah. uh, this episode is called Planning to Retire in 2021. I suppose the, there could be a bit of rush to this uh, with COVID potentially bringing forward a few plans. Maybe you're always going to retire in 2021 or perhaps it's in the not too distant future. The important thing here, Phil, is getting a handle on it, isn't it? So where do we start? Yeah, it is. And I, I always say anybody who's thinking about retiring, whether that be in the short term or, or even the longer term, I always encourage people to, to get what's called a state pension forecast. So the, the website address for that is www.gov.uk slash check dash state dash pension. Now, if you go on there, you, you can find out how much state pension you would get when you can get it. You can also find out how to increase it if you can. So that, that's one of the first things that I, I always encourage anybody to do, especially if they are considering re retiring soon. So get a state pension forecast and you can go on that government website, which, which I'll give you that. Really, it's not just even checking your state pension. You want to check what's in all your pension pots. So calculating the value of, you, of all your pension pots is something that, that's really I would say it's an essential kind of place to, to start. And I, I would also sort of stress, I think we've covered this in previous shows, but you want to look out for any lost pension pots. I mean, there's millions upon millions of pounds sitting in, in pension pots that people have kind of lost track of over the years. And that's where a, a financial advisor can help someone kind of track that down. But another website address as well people can go on to is gov.uk slash find-pension-contact-details. And again, you can try and track down kind of maybe any old pensions there, but a good financial advisor would be able to help you track down any lost pensions. And it, the, the more of that sort of things you can find, then the, the more kind of bigger boost that will be to your retirement income when you do retire as well. See, I'm in the process of doing this uh, with, with you right now, actually, although it's not a case of me not knowing who my pension's worth or even having more than one. I've only got one. I've had it for years and years. I just can't find a single bit of paperwork on it. What a klutz. Uh, just going back to the state pension forecast, Phil, is absolutely everyone entitled to one of these? For instance, the, the self-employed, or can we save someone the five minutes because they aren't entitled and they needn't bother looking? You've got to have 10 years qualifying national insurance record to, to get any state pension. But like I say, the, the best place for somebody to go would be go onto that website, fill in the details, um, and that'll tell you 
how much, if anything, they, that you'd be entitled to. But the majority of people usually will have the, at least that 10 years qualifying. But it is, you're, you're right, you, you'd be in the minority, I think, just having one pension. I know at the minute I'm, I'm down to just having one at the moment, but mm. I tell you, people move about and they, they can often have a number. And, and we did do a show recently about yeah. um, should yeah. consolidate your, your pensions, but quite often when somebody gets close to retiring, they may look to consolidate them then. But even at that point, that's where a financial advisor is worth speaking to because some of them might have what's called guaranteed annuity rates. It's definitely worth checking all the, the ins and outs of them. So mm. it's a good time to get financial advice just run about the time that you are considering retiring and, and taking all your pension benefits. Yeah, we, we literally did do this show not that long ago uh, about whether you should combine pensions or whether you should leave them where they are or what to do, how to mix them up, all that sort of stuff. All the questions you might want to ask, if you look through our back catalogue, you will find that show uh, about uh, whether you should combine your pension pots. What else are we looking at when we're thinking about this, Phil? You, you want to look at all the, the different savings and investments and, and any debts that you might have. So for, for me, what I would say is go and calculate the value of, of all your savings and investments. Most people, by the time they get to looking at drawing their pension benefits, usually they'll have paid off a mortgage, but not in every case. I mean, I'm, I'm finding more and more people are taking mortgages out to like beyond their, their normal retiring age. Uh, many people now are taking them up to can age 70 or even beyond that. So again, a financial advisor can, can help at that point because they, they can have a look and say, right, what have you got pension-wise? But what other assets have you got? Because when you retire, it's not just about looking at your pension, it's about looking at everything. So they, they can kind of take a holistic approach and, and look at all the, the different bits and pieces that you've got, have a look and say, right, can your investments generate an income? From a tax point of view, is it going to be best maybe what will be the most tax efficient way to, to draw an income from things as well. So there's quite a number of things to, to take into account there. But overall, it's pretty much, uh, in other words, add up what you've got, less what you might be owing, and that's what you're working from. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. that's what I would be, be saying, yeah. Tell you another thing which always confuses me a wee bit, Phil. How can you plan what you'll need in retirement when you don't really know how long retirement will be? In other words, how long till you snuff it? Do you know what? You're right. I mean, at the minute, the average age for a male now is to live to 79. For women, the, the average life expectancy is now up to 83. I did quite an interesting exercise earlier on today. Um, I went on the Office for National Statistics. They, they've got a calculator on their website. Now, I punched in that I'm age 44. Um, it doesn't ask for a lot of details, but I just put 44-year-old male and it was saying the average life expectancy for me is 84. Wow. So I, I was like, right, yes, that's a, a good age. It also went on to say that I've got a one in four chance of getting to age 93 and a 5.1% chance of reaching 100. So you're dead right. I mean, it is for, for people, how long is a piece of string? Mm. I mean, ideally you want to live and be healthy for, for a long time, but some of us unfortunately won't have their pension being paid out for, for many years. But um, I, again, like what you need in retirement or, or what you will need, that's where a, an independent financial advisor can, can can calculate all of that, look at your various income retirements as well. It's also about thinking about the lifestyle that you want. I mean, you, you can have two people, same age, same size, a pension pot. One could 
spend all his quite quickly. The other could take, could it could last a lifetime, but it all depends on what kind of lifestyle somebody wants, what their living costs are, and um, potential expenses. I mean, when you get to, to retiring and stopping work, I mean, at that point, in general, you tend to find some of the bills have, have gone down at that point. As I said, in, in most cases, the mortgage tends to be, be repaid. Not all. You might find that you've got less traveling costs at that point because you didn't have to go to work. But then some people may have more traveling costs because they might think, right, I want to spend more time on the golf course or going on holidays. <laughs> so you're right. I mean, for, for different people, it's, it is a, a tricky kind of thing. But I'm always like everybody that listens to the show will know I'm a great advocate and people taking financial advice and that is where a financial advisor can look at all of these sort of things they, they've got kind of longevity calculators that they can say well on average we would expect that you'd be living this age and your money if you keep taking it out at this amount will last you x amount of years now another thing to bear in mind as well and I, I remember my grandfather he wasn't a particularly well off chap but when he first retired I mean he got his tax-free lump sum from his pension he spent it, he, he kind of got by fine. And I remember probably for about the age of 80, 85, he didn't go out of the house. So he, he was spending very little. So he was probably better off at that point because he was still getting the same money coming in. But by by that time, he, he wasn't spending as much. So mm. for, for some people, they, they'll want to try and take more out in the early years of retirement, whereas for others, they think, well, I'll need more later on or less later on, depending on the, the circumstances. So is, that's, that's where some, if you sit down with a financial planner, they, they're looking at all of these sort of permutations to see what would be best for your circumstances. Another thing to watch out for, Phil, and it, it seems that we mentioned this type of thing for pretty much everything uh, where there's a financial ele- element nowadays, but it's that old scam warning again, isn't it? is I tell you, you've got to watch out for scams and they're becoming more sophisticated all the time. And the, the last thing you want is to risk losing your lifetime savings to scammers and in particularly pension scammers. I mean, pension fraud is on the rise. So you've got to make sure you know how to spot the, the signs of that. Give us a quick reminder of that, um, uh, Phil, because I, I know we've got an episode again that addresses this more fully on on scammers. And that's the sort of keyword to type in when you're looking for it from uh, yeah, our, back, I mean, our back catalogue. But a quick recap of the sort of stuff that they might throw the, at you. The scams, as I say, they're, they're becoming more sophisticated all the time. I, I always tell folk, watch out for cold callers. Watch out for folk claiming like really high returns. Because again, if something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But they, these days, if, if someone's got personal pensions or workplace pensions, in general, they can usually withdraw money from that pensions from age 55. Now, scammers know this. So what they often encourage people to do is to, to plunder their pension pots, take the money out, and then reinvest it into other things. Now, some of the investments that they try to persuade people to, to put their money into, things like storage units, hotel rooms, biofuels, wind farms. Now, what, what you might find is some of these things may be genuine investments, but in a lot of cases, it often is things that are kind of unregulated investments. Mm. They often carry very high risks and really all, all they're looking to do is try and get people's money. So it is, you, you've got to be, be very, very careful. As always, the, the main advice that, that we always give here is, is take advice, isn't it? Get help from the professionals. It is. I mean, I, I would always say in a, a period of uncertainty, 
Financial advice has never been more important. A financial advisor can help you make those big retirement decisions and they, they can make them easier by, by guiding you through all the different options available. I mean, we, we have done a show previously on, I think, pension retirement options. And in, in that one, we, we went on about things like buying annuities. If it's a final salary pension scheme, you might get a pension from the, the scheme. You, you've got what's called income release or drawdown. So there's an awful lot of different options for someone when they retire. And the good news is for MD listening, we have got a previous show on, on all of that sort of side of things as well. But other areas that a financial planner and financial advisor can help you with is things like tax implications. And it really just gives you confidence that you're making the, the right choices. So it, it's just about trying to make your, your decisions easier and, and give you the confidence that you're doing the right thing. I tell you, this is turning into one of those episodes, you know, that, that, you know, you'll watch something on American TV and every now and again, they'll have that episode where they're all sat around the fire or whatever. And they'll say, Hey guys, do you remember that time when we did this? And then it cuts back to a previous episode. <laughs> we've, <laughs> we've mentioned previous episodes three or four times now, but it does show. I mean, what have we done? Thir- is this 33, 34? I, I no, this is, this is 39. Oh, is it 39? This is, this, is, 30. this is 39. So, uh, yeah. I mean, see, I'd say, see I'm, I'm just losing track altogether. But I tell you, I mean, we're, is, that's, we're 11 we, away from We've covered so many tape. different things. <laughs> 11 away from a ticker tape parade, Phil. That's what we are. See, that's what I get for not paying attention when you were speaking right at the start. <laughs> uh, COVID, though, has affected the entire world in, in a huge number of ways, Phil. It has it had an impact on, I imagine it has, on the number of people retiring as well. I mean, some people who are maybe close to the age of retirement thinking, you know what, that's me. I've had enough. I'm out. Yeah, I mean, I, I've found it at my work just now, we're getting an awful lot of pension inquiries. People maybe a few years from retiring, ones that are looking to retire just in maybe the next six months, that, that's definitely going on the, the up. I mean, we, we've still got kind of like the baby boomers coming through just now. So, I mean, I, I guess demand for, for pension advice should be really good. But I, I was having a look at some statistics and more people are accessing their pensions and withdrawing money from it in, in the final three months of 2020, um, it was up from the same quarter the previous year. Um, there was a total of 2.4 billion withdrawn from pensions because as this pension fle- or pension freedoms came in, so people have a lot more flexibility. So those who are withdrawing out their pension pots, they, there's more people doing that at the end of 2020 than what there had been at the end of 2019. So it's definitely on the rise. I mean, I think it was a 6% increase on year on year, the last quarter of the the year. I think HMRC data also shows that 360,000 people accessed their pensions during the the last quarter of last year. And again, that was up 10% on the same period. So there's definitely more people taking money out of their pots. So, um, I mean, COVID has impacted on, on things enormously in, in many kind of ways and parts of life. But I, I think some people are now thinking that they've got a different perspective and a different outlook on life. So they're saying, right, let's take the money out now. Let's use it. I know a, a lot of financial advisors encourage, they encourage people to take money out of their pension pots. But in times of difficulty, maybe somebody's made redundant and they're over age 55. So they'll say, well, look, you could withdraw out your pot. But the thing I always think is the more money you're taking out your pension pots, the less you've got for 
retiring. So it's not always a, a good thing for, for everyone, but I, I would say with unemployment and redundancies rising, many people are feeling the need to, to kind of dip into their, their pensions. So that is, I mean, it, it's an option to, to consider, but it has its risks, as I, I say, as well. So it's definitely important getting financial advice and weighing up all that mm-hmm. options. Yeah, weighing them up and then and then making a decision based on, on all those uh, things that are laid out in front of you, I guess. Now, um, each week so far as we've covered various topics, Phil has given us a look back over his own life story and how it's been affected by the subjects we've been discussing. So planning for retirement, Phil, whether it's in 2021, it would surprise me if you were going <laughs> this early, yeah. but um, you've always got one eye on this, haven't you? Because it, it's a goal for you as much as anything else, retirement. I, I think, I suppose the older I get, the more I start thinking about it and start thinking, well, at some point, I'm going to retire and try to get an idea, right, how much do I need? What kind of life do I want to have when, when I get to that age, if I ever get to, to that age? But, I mean, at the minute, I'm paying quite a lot into my pensions. I'm, I'm 44, but I, I suppose I'm probably near the peak of my earning power at the minute. So I, I can afford to pay a lot more in. And, you know, I, I didn't mind doing that now. I mean, in, in the past, I, I do wish that I'd started paying into pensions earlier, I've always been more of a live for a day kind of person as opposed to somebody saving for the, the future. But as I say, it's probably easier for me now because I am earning a bit more, but I, I would encourage folk to try and not only pay into pensions at an earlier age, but always continue to review them because a lot of people have pensions and they never get looked at. So right. it, it is whether you're a couple of months from retiring, six months, a year for retiring, it's always good just to sit down and say, right, what have I got? Will that be enough? How's my funds performing? What's the charges on my pensions? Is it worth combining them all into one? There's an awful lot of options for people out there. So I I would always, I'm always advocating people take financial advice, but I really do believe, especially with pensions, folks should be sitting down with an advisor fairly regularly to, to review everything there. I say this every week, but there's always a point in, in each of the shows that we do where I think, oh, yeah, I really need to really need to look into this. <laughs> you mentioned there, you know, people just year after year goes by and you've got the pensions just sort of ticking over. I get that letter through the post saying, here's uh, what your pension's done this year. And if you retire at this age, then you could get this as a lump sum and so on and so forth. And you just put it in the in a drawer. Uh, that that letter and it just takes over and you, you pay slightly more the next year and slightly more the year after that and really as you say there's probably a period where you could afford to pay more and you probably should be paying more but you just don't get around to it half the time no that's it and and you know what like the when you get that quotes in from the companies they they make an awful lot of assumptions so when when they give you these projections quite often you, you'll find that they'll maybe do a low a medium and a high rate but the low rate is maybe assuming that your investment goes down by so much each year. It'll also maybe take into account inflation being at a certain level. It maybe doesn't factor into account that somebody's maybe married and they've got a spouse. Again, that's why I wouldn't say these things are are misleading, but it's often good just to sit down and look at things for your individual circumstances. So like I said earlier, I'm a great advocate and saying to people that they should be looking at taking financial advice and, and sitting down with an advisor. I'm back on it after after this recording, Phil. I'm going to be straight on. <laughs> uh, we always do this bit as well. You, you find inspiration through various people that you admire, and you do love a quote. Have you got one that fits our subject matter for this episode on planning for retirement? I do. I don't know where this one comes from, but the, the quote of the week this week is, after climbing the mountain, you can finally enjoy the view. Hey. 
Now, Phil is really keen on trying to help you with your financial queries. If you want to email a question to us, please do. And as always, we can ask them anonymously if you prefer it that way. Let's get on to this week. Contact details for you coming up in just a moment. I'll give it to you after these. Our first question today asks, is there any point in taking out extra insurance for summer holidays being cancelled over and above the insurance offered by the firm selling the holiday, Phil? When I book anything... I usually tend to use companies that offer free cancellation or a refund if it doesn't go ahead. So that's the ones that I always kind of look out for. So if it was me, I, I would often be thinking that there's not really much reasons or points to, to take out any additional cover. Another thing that I, I tend to do as well is I often, and this gives you more kind of protection, is anytime I'm booking trips away or any holidays, I usually tend to book them on a credit card. So that tends just to give you a bit more protection but mm. hey who knows when, when will we start getting holidays again i think there'll be a lot of kind of staycations this yeah. year um, yeah okay I, I miss the, the nfl fixtures are, are out now and <laughs> i'm like oh i want to go here i want to go there oh, i just i don't think it'll happen for me going overseas this year but we'll, we'll wait and see it's funny you mentioned the uh, the staycation idea because next is ashley who says i've recently inherited a home from my mum and I don't need to sell it financially. I'm wondering if this year, given all the staycations being taken, it might be an idea to lease it as an Airbnb, for instance, for a while, rather than sell straight away. Or do you think I'd be better selling now? When it comes to selling now, I mean, it's always hard to predict the property market. Although at the minute, things seem to be quite positive just now. How that will be in the future, nobody can be, be certain. I mean, over the longer term, property prices tend to rise, but in that short to medium term, they can fluctuate up or down. So it's hard to try and speculate how the property market will go. But I, I know at the minute, the demand seems to be pretty reasonable as, as kind of restrictions ease. Hopefully that'll will continue to, to kind of go in the right direction. What I would say is Airbnb seems to be a very kind of popular thing. And I mean, people are going to spend more time this summer staying at home. So I, I do think having an, an Airbnb would be a good idea, but then that also depends on where the property is located, the condition of it. So there, there's probably quite a number of factors to, to take into account. But I, I think if that was me personally, I, it's definitely something I would be be considering. And I guess the hope is the longer you hold on to a property, the, the more the value will, will go up. I suppose you've got the downside that it could get trashed, but um, I, I didn't know all that much about Airbnb. I've stayed in ones before and, and I know... I know people who've got them and they, they seem to do quite quite well off of them. So mm. if I was in your shoes, it's definitely something I, I would be given consideration to. Read something the other day um, that was saying, you know, properties abroad just now, or at least going abroad on holiday is cheap as chips because <laughs> you don't know whether you can or you can't. They haven't reduced prices. Whereas if you try and, you know, lease a, a holiday home or a chalet somewhere in the Highlands, you're looking at up to £500 a night if you've got really posh just because staycations are, are pretty much guaranteed that you'll get them so it's it's yeah. it swings and roundabouts in the in the present moment i'm john ellis thanks for joining us today for the uk personal finance show with phil anderson if you feel you need a helping hand with anything that we've been talking about or anything else of a monetary matter find phil for finance search phil anderson financial services online or on the Facebook page for the show, search Personal Finance with Phil Anderson. That's Personal Finance with Phil Anderson on Facebook. Phil's on Twitter and LinkedIn as well. 
Or why not email Phil a question that he can answer on a future show? His address is phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. That's phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. Send him your question and Phil could be answering it in an upcoming podcast. And please be assured we won't use your real name if you prefer it that way. Remember, if you found this useful, please rate and recommend us and please subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. Then you'll get us every week with the info you want when you need it. You'll get all the links you need on Phil's social media. Good luck with your money. Phil doing his best to help make that cash go further. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening. Thanks very much, John. I was also just going to say as well, on previous shows, we've mentioned that retirement options booklet. So if anyone is due to retire very soon, it's quite a useful resource just to go through all the, the different things that you can do with your pensions at retirement as well. But thanks very much, John. See you next time. 